Oh my god, fucking my son saw ghosts today. Oh, nope, 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 nope. God damn! How do you know? What happened? Tell me more. Okay, first of all, I'm home alone, as you are well aware. I am so aware, which is why I'm super fucking creeped out right now that your dogs are barking at nothing. Yeah. AKA (laughs) a murderer. That's what reminded me of it. Holy shit. We were in the living room, and we're just sitting there, and we're sitting on the floor. He turns away from me Uh and puts his arms up in the air like he wants to get picked up. <gasps> and I was like, and he's looking up at like person height, and I was just kind of like, oh, fuck. oh my god, like got chills, my stomach dropped, and then he looks back at me like, what the hell? And I was like, who's over there? And he goes, Grandma. <gasps> and then he points, stop he it, points at fucking nothing where oh a person god. would be standing. I have goosebumps. I slash terrified. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, if it's Grandma. That's like, so fucking cute. No matter what grandma it is, it's going to be okay. I like, know. It's nice. It's a good ghost. Yeah. <gasps> oh, Jesus, my God. That's though. so sweet slash terrifying. Slash terrifying. I just stood there. Like, I st- sat there staring at my child like, I'm not going to look over there. <laughs> oh, my God. Did he eventually, like, get bored and, like, walk away or something? Or? Yeah. He yeah. just, like, started playing with something else and then Aww. came back over to me and just sat on my lap or whatever. And I'm like okay oh that's so cute yeah. slash terrifying slash i don't know how to feel about that fucking terrifying i was i was kind of in the same boat like i wasn't scared in the moment because yeah. well first it was daytime too so you're yeah, like that helps. nothing can hurt me in the daytime yeah and my dogs are goddamn useless yeah because they both just sat there and my husband i told my husband about it and he's like well they can't see ghosts and i was like uh, uh they're supposed to be able I, to yeah i believe that there's that's one of their features yeah <laughs> they come standard with ghost seeing features yeah <laughs> well Stacy, welcome to episode 38. Hello, Aaron. Thank you. Hello and welcome <laughs> <laughs> to I Said Goddamn. I Said Goddamn. Let's kick this off with one of your... Oh, fuck. I didn't think of a goddamn for this week. You didn't? It's all right. I can't... I got something I can use. You got some in the back burner? Yeah. I've yeah. got kind of a um, back burner one that I've, I've been putting off too. Okay, give it to me. All right. Sorry, well, guys. <laughs> I know, right? We slacked this week on our goddamn. <laughs> In our codependent fashion, Uh we agreed to dye our eyelashes together. Did you do it? Yeah. (laughs) I knew you were going to do that one, and I was okay with it. Yeah. I I even thought about buying it myself and just doing it, and then I was like, I'll wait till she does it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, she's never going to stay longer, (laughs) like, after the recording and stuff like that. And then I always forget anytime I go to your house to, like, bring it or something. Uh And then also, like... You have to not have makeup on yep. before you do it's it. It's like a whole thing. So it's not like going to happen at a barbecue. At any rate, I tried it on Mother's Day because I had like a solid hour by myself. Uh-huh. I don't know if I did it right. <laughs> I literally shit. haven't noticed. Well, I have. I put on mascara all the time because oh, okay. it didn't really do... Like, it. they're darker, but it's not like wearing mascara. It's not the same. Yeah. But they're a... Uh, that shit fucking burns, does it? <laughs> yeah. Does Got it? in my eye, like three times oh shit yeah and it's like all over the po- the packaging like poison don't put this in your eye poison <laughs> don't fucking put it in your eyes poison because it's not from fucking america yeah this product <laughs> and uh i did my right eye really like oh man nailed it right it was uh-huh. fine uh-huh. it's just like putting on mascara but like 
if you are putting on water. <laughs> oh, God. So it could seep right in. It seeps right the oh, fuck in. Oh, fuck. You're going to go blind. Yeah. So I did this one. And then it got right in my eye. And I was like, nope. So then I, like, rinsed it out and stuff. And then I did it again. And it got right in my eye. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, let's try. And then I was on the phone, too, because it was Mother's Day. And so people were calling me. Uh-huh. And I was like, I only have an hour of free time, though. So, <laughs> so I got to get this done. It's going to take me at least an hour to get the shit on my eyes. Yeah. So, like, I still have to try to do this while I'm on the phone with you grandma <laughs> and then I, I did it again and it got all up in my eye and I Holy rinsed God. it out again and my eye was fucking bloodshot and I was like <laughs> I should really not do this I'm gonna go blind oh my god but at least it would only been one eye yeah we, oh we could have got you a patch I know and you could have called me righty because <laughs> it was my left eye that would have been blind <laughs> or yeah and left eye Lisa Lopez is taken so. yeah didn't she die yeah. I don't want to I don't no, want to name myself after that. No, you don't want that. You can call me Right Eye Aaron. Just for the record, <laughs> for any guys listening that have no fucking clue what we're talking about, you can buy eyelash dye and put it on your eyelashes so that you don't have to put mascara on every day, which I don't know why we're so obsessed with this idea because it really doesn't take that much to put mascara on. It doesn't, but it sounds so nice. It's like the reason people tattoo their eyeliner on or some shit. It's like but then I could just wake up and be done. I'm so lazy uh-huh. that it seems like a dream to me. I know. Like, if all I had to do was put on eyeliner, because all I wear is eyeliner and mascara. Yeah, me too. So then if all I had to do was put on eyeliner, I'd be done in like two minutes. There's so many women listening to us right now, and they're like, you fucking bitches. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that literally takes no time at all. I know. I know. I want to try it still, even though you went blind twice, yeah. three times. I'm still down to do it again. Yeah. I feel like I have a better grasp on how to do it now like a seasoned vet yeah so but i'm getting eyelash extensions on the fourth so you are gonna do that just for funsies yeah all right stacy give me your goddamn my goddamn is that on friday i went to a doctor's appointment for my baby because that's what you do you do like i'm super fucking pregnant and so now i'm starting to go like every week yeah and they reach inside of you and they're like you're about to have a fucking baby and then you just keep doing that until you have a baby right yeah so, Sometimes they swizzle you like a swizzle stick. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Don't. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Aaron got swizzled like a swizzle stick. I got swizzled like a swizzle stick twice. Oh, fuck that yeah. shit. Yeah, she was like, do you want me to put you into labor? And I was like, I guess. <laughs> no. No. Not like It didn't that. work. It's all right. When they induced me, it didn't really work either. <laughs> but, uh, so I went to the doctors, and every time you go in, you have to pee in a cup, and they, like, do a urine analysis. And so I did that. And my doctor was like, yay, you're about to have a baby. And it was like a happy little meeting. She's like, holy shit, do you know you're pregnant? (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I just tested your urine. (laughs) You're super pregnant. And then I left the doctor's office and everything was great. And I get to work. And my work coworkers had thrown me like a little mini baby shower lunch thing. And so we all met up for lunch and we're having fun. And then I get a phone call from the doctor's office and they leave me a voicemail. And it's that ominous like, hey, we need to talk to you. Call us back. Oh, God. And so it was like the tail end of this little baby shower thing. And I was instantly like, nope, something's wrong. I just want to go call the doctor. Like, yeah, thanks, everybody. Now I'm terrified. Something's wrong. Exactly. And so I called back and they were like, we found sugar in your urine, which is like a sign of gestational diabetes. Yeah. And so we want you to come back in and take another urine sample. And I was like, okay. And they're like, what did you eat today? And I was like, motherfuck. First of all, I can't remember shit. (laughs) <laughs> but let me try to remember what I ate. And I was like, I had a bagel 
And I had some green tea. And I had six cookies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't. I had a bagel and some green tea. And I put a little, like, simple syrup in the green tea or, like, sugar. Like, yeah. a teaspoon of sugar or something. But it's really not that much. Yeah. And I was like, that's literally all I had this morning. And she's like, well, what did you have for dinner last night? And I'm like, I can't remember that. I literally <laughs> have no idea what I had for dinner. But I'm not one to eat a lot of, like, chocolate or sugar. I'm, like, a salty snack person. Yeah. Although I do eat a lot more sweets when I'm pregnant. But this, the night before and the morning, I did not have a lot of sweets. So I was like, fuck, man. Like, what if I have gestational diabetes? Because my mom had it with yeah. one of us. One of either my. But also, my you're so far along now. Like, you'd only have to deal with that for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's true. But I still was like, you know, you don't want anything yeah, to go wrong. Yeah, of course it would suck. Yeah. And so I was fucking terrified the whole, like, three hours I had to wait before I went to go pee in a cup again. And I'm like, what if I do? Like, are they going to make me take insulin? Or is oh, it going to be, like, diet controlled? And if it's diet controlled, I've never had to diet. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to suck. So that's going to be hard. And what the fuck am I going to eat? And then I was like, fruits. And then I'm like, those have sugar. <laughs> fuck, I'm already failing. I'll just stick with soft food, like ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then I get there, and I pee in my little cup. And the lady, like, stops me as I'm coming out. And she's like, come here. And she, like, takes me over to her lab and then, like, dips the little stick in my pee. Oh, God. I know. And she's, like, letting me watch the whole ordeal. And then she was like, oh, I think you're fine. She literally just dipped the stick in. It's like one of those pool tester kits. Like, you know how you, you <laughs> like dip there's the enough strip. chlorine in it? Yeah, you, like, <laughs> dip all the strips in there. And you're like, oh, this one's red or whatever. Yeah. Tells you what level, pH level your shit is. <laughs> Anyway, so she was, like, dipping one of those in there, and it came out, and it looked exactly the same as right when she dipped it in, and she was like, you're fine. And I was like, oh, those work really fast. And she's like, well, wait a minute. It's getting darker. And then she had, like, this chart. It was, like, a green color, right? And then yeah. it was just, like, different shades of green. Oh, my God. And so she had to, like, figure out which green it was, and I was like, god damn, I fucking, they all look exactly the same to me. I would not do well at this job. And then eventually she's like, oh, it's fine. You're okay. Just, it must have been the green tea because I drank it like an hour before I went in. Oh, I forgot to tell the most important part. When I was at lunch, my coworkers got me chocolate fucking cake. And so I downed a whole big ass slice of chocolate cake. So when I called the doctor and they were like, just don't eat any sugar before you come in. I was like, so <laughs> I just had a big thing of chocolate cake. And she was like, okay, we'll just do it anyway. We'll but just anyway. do it anyway, because if you're not processing your sugar, this will be a good test. Right. So I don't have gestational diabetes, which is the good news. That's good. Yeah. And you just had a little scare. Yep, exactly. All right. All right. Let's get this bitch on a roll. Yeah, yeah, yo. Tell me your murder story. <gasps> I go first. I think so. I think you're right. All right. Okay. Mine is about... A man named Alexander Pachushkin. Every one of your cases is Russian, Listen, by the way. that's because Russia is a crazy place. They got some crazy murders. We have listeners in Russia, by the way. Well, listen. That's why they listen. Pivo! Pivo! Nastarovia! Yeah. Um, that's all we got. It's literally all we have. <laughs> and Pachushkin. <laughs> Crushed it. Yes, you did. Okay. At any rate. Yes, this guy's name. This guy's name. Alexander Pichushkin. Uh -huh. I'm going to call him Alexander <laughs> for reasons. <laughs> okay. He was born April 9th, 1974 in Russia. Mm -hmm. When he was a kid, he fell backwards off of a swing at oh. a park and the swing came back and hit him in his forehead. 
Oh, shit. I feel like we've all had that. Every <laughs> single one of us. <laughs> but, I mean, it's Russia. Uh-huh. Maybe the swing was wood. <laughs> okay, it was because, like the 70s, maybe. Yeah. Doctors thought that it damaged his frontal cortex. Oy, which he is, really got nailed with something then. Yeah, he, like, he took it to the dome. Took a blow. Yeah. But damage to your frontal cortex is known to cause poor impulse regulation and a tendency towards aggression. Oh, that so, would be a bad thing to damage. Yeah. After this incident happened, he began lashing out at his mom, and he was super hostile and impulsive. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. And so he got bullied in school because they thought that he was, like, mentally challenged. Oh, my God. Kids are awful. They are so awful. So his mom took him out of the public schools, and she enrolled him in a school for kids with learning disabilities. Oh, damn. So it really affected him. Yeah. So this school, though, is more focused on overcoming disabilities than on actually promoting achievement. So he didn't really do well there either because he didn't really have a learning disability. Oh, okay. He, he just kind of had, like, aggression and hostility issues. And everybody teased him, so he wasn't doing well in school. Yeah, and so the mom was trying to protect him, I'm sure. Okay. But his grandma noticed that he was actually a really smart kid, and so she wanted to get him into some out-of-school activities to, I don't know, help him out or yeah. get other friends and, you know, just get him out of with all the other mentally challenged people so yeah. he can have people to relate to. Yeah. Go grandma. Yeah. So he went to live with his grandparents, and his grandpa introduced him to chess. And he really loved chess. Uh And after a while, they, like, he got pretty good, and so they would go to Bitsa Park, where a bunch of old guys would gather and play chess. I need to go to a park where old guys are playing chess. I've seen it in, like, so many movies. Yeah, Yeah. in cartoons and stuff. And I've never once seen a chess board. At a park. We, like, not like they bring one where, yeah, I was going to say, not one where, like, old people sit at. They have, like, the, like, huge ones now that are the size of a toddler, but no one yeah. ever touches them. No. Even those, though, it's just people, like, like kids knocking them over and stuff. Yeah. So, Alexander started playing with these old guys, and he was actually really good at it. Mm-hmm. But he still got bullied by the other kids, like, around the park and stuff. But at least he had a place that he fit in. Yeah. Right? And I don't know why it's, like, kind of slightly cracking me up over here, the fact that, like, chess got brought into the story. Like, I feel like somehow it's going to twist. Oh, it will. <laughs> because he loved chess, some murderous thing is going to happen, and I can't figure it out. It's blowing my mind. Um, yeah. That's oh fucking foreshadowing. <laughs> like, it has to be because it made it to your story, but I'm just like, how is this going to twist like, into something bad? Yeah, why is chess such a big deal? Yeah. Like, did he kill one of the old guys? Oh. Well, I'll tell you. It's like, I fucking knighted your king, bitch. <laughs> His calling card was chess pieces. (laughs) Anyway, his grandpa died. Aww. And that, like, super affected him because they were really close. And so then he had to go back and live with his mom again. And he started to drink copious amounts of vodka. As they do in Russia. Mm Mm-hmm. He would still go and play chess with the old guys at Bitsa Park. And Uh I guess these old guys would regularly be drinking. Which I guess uh-huh. isn't that surprising, considering no. all of my knowledge of Russia is vodka and potatoes. Thanks, Jenka. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, he would... Vodka and potatoes? <laughs> you can make vodka out of potatoes. That's exactly that? it. <laughs> That's why I know those two things about Russia. Oh, my God. I know. And snow. Uh-huh. There's a lot of snow. And they probably have squirrels. 
Remember our, one of our episodes where we're like, do you think there's squirrels in Russia? Oh, I didn't until right now, but now I do, yeah. I was like, what makes you think they have squirrels? Do you think they have squirrels in Russia? <laughs> oh, my God. Forever be a point of contention in my life. Jesus Christ. So, even though these guys were drinking the whole time, which now Alexander is also drinking with them, uh-huh. he could hold his liquor, I guess, or at least he could still play while he was drunk, and so he would still beat these guys. Uh-huh. He also started carrying a video camera around with him, and whenever he'd come into contact with kids, he'd uh, start to record why? and then would bully and threaten them. That's weird. There was a video of him holding a kid by one leg upside down. What the fuck? And he said, you're in my power now. I'm going to drop you from the window <gasps> and you'll fall 15 meters to your death. I'm that's... sure it was in Russian. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a translated quote. What the fuck? He didn't end up dropping the kid. Oh my God. But he would watch these videos over and over again. I don't think he was like getting off on it or anything. But it was more that he was addicted to the power. Ew, of it. that's weird. Yeah, like he would get that kind of a satisfaction from it. Oh my god, creepy, right? Super creepy. So then, why did these kids keep coming around? I mean, he was in a park, so these kids are probably just like, and he would just like walk up and be like, "Hey, hey yeah, you." Well, he got bullied all the time by these uh, other kids. I don't. I mean, some of them were kids, I think, but yeah. like, I mean, kids his age as well. <laughs> So then by 1992, he was 18 years old, and the videos weren't cutting it anymore. Uh-huh. And so his first known murder happened. Oh, God. This is another one where there is a fucking shit ton. <laughs> but in the articles that I found, I could only find the name of one victim. Individual? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. So I don't know if they're, like, protected or what, but... Or maybe all the articles are in Russian and they yeah. weren't translated. Yeah. I don't know. But but that happened. So in 1992, he pushed a boy out a window. Oh, my God. And that death was actually ruled a suicide. Oh, they ruled it a suicide? Yeah. How old was the boy? I don't know. <sighs> See, that's frustrating because I don't know. Yeah. I know, I mean, general, like, most of the people are this age or whatever. Yeah. But there was no information on most of the the murders oh man it was just like yeah and then all of these murders happened holy shit so then he later said about that murder that this first murder it's like first love it's unforgettable ew fucking (gasps) creepy god do you think he videoed it i don't know but this was also the year that andre chikatilo the guy that i covered two cases ago yeah creepy guy yeah the fucking super creepy guy the nipple biter yeah this is the year that he went to trial, uh-huh. and I found several articles that said that Alexander uh-huh. may have had some kind of fascination with An- Andre. Oh my gosh! And that he might have been in like a mental competition with him. Ew! That's so weird. And if you'll remember, Andre killed fucking a million. Yeah, like, like fifty something people. Yeah, yeah. That's a bad idol to have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That says something about your state of mind. Yeah. Well, he didn't kill again until 2001. Oh, my God. So, I mean. Took a little break, but that's yeah. pretty, like, it. Blo- every time I hear that this shit happens in, like, the 2000s, I'm like, that's too close to life. <laughs> I know. Because you can think about it like, oh, I was a freshman in high school. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was almost an adult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I remember that well. Yeah. <laughs> 
He began targeting homeless and elderly people in Bitsa Park. Oh, no. Yeah. He would lure them away from everyone with the promise of vodka, which is quite similar to what Andre did. Yeah. Then he would drink with them, and then he would hit them in the head repeatedly with a hammer. Oh, my God. What the fuck? What? Yeah. To dispose of their bodies, he would throw them into a sewer pit nearby, and some of them were still alive when he threw them in. No! And they end up drowning. (gasps) Oh, my God. That is the most fucking terrible death. That sounds awful. awful? Oh, my God. And then imagine, like, poop in your wound. Ew! It has to sting. I know that's, like, not the worst part of being thrown in that, but, you know. Yeah, but pee is sterile, but the poop's not. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Pretty gross in a sewer of poop. Uh, yeah. Not cool. No. Then he would also kill children and women, but he would attack them from behind in order to surprise them, and he would bash their heads in with a hammer. Oh, my God! It also said that he would attack them from behind in order to keep his clothes clean. What? I don't... It doesn't matter which way you're facing them. I was thinking the same thing. Like, if you're hitting someone with a hammer, that's still gonna spray. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I don't get that. Uh, was he doing this at the park still? Yeah. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Shady-ass park. Right. So, as the number of his victims grew, he started to get more savage and cared less about disposing of their bodies. Oh, my God. Why was he doing this, by the way? Like, most of your people have, like, a sexual fascination with it or something. But this, Uh, he's just, like, beating them and throwing them in a sewer? I will tell you about that near the end. Okay. (laughs) So, he would sometimes leave a broken vodka bottle sticking out of the skulls of the victims. What? Yeah, like, out of their wounds. Uh. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, he would, he would lure them away, drink with them, bash their head in with a hammer, and then put a vodka bottle in their head. Like the top part of the bo- vodka bottle? Uh, it didn't specify it was the top or the bottom, but they said that that became, like, his calling card. It, uh, in their already created wound, or he'd make a wound by shoving the vodka bottle in there? I think in their already created wound. What the fuck? Yeah. You remember how you made, um, like spiked watermelon or whatever you'd cut a hole in the watermelon and then you just put like the vodka bottle upside down in the watermelon oh my god and it would just like (gasps) fill up the watermelon yeah that was kind of what i thought of was like was the bottle full did he leave the cap open was he trying to like whoa put it in their head wait so like their skull was so bashed in that he was shoving it through like a hole in their skull yeah Oh, my God. I was thinking, like, just a flesh wound, and he was, like, tucking the glass under it or something. And I was like, that's weird. Like, you're wearing, like, this is my crown. Oh, no. No, it was, like, a bottle in their head. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, a hole in their head, and then they shoved the bottle A in hole it. in their head <gasps> with a fucking vodka bottle in oh it. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Yeah. Not that either of them are okay, but that one's way worse. Yeah. Ew, and for it to, ew, like, ew, ew, stay ew. there, that Ugh. has to be... Ooh. Need to, like, smush it into the brain. Ew. That's so weird. Yeah. Why the fuck would anybody think of that? I don't know. It puts in perspective, too, like, the severity of the crime. Because when you say, like, oh, hit him in the head with a hammer, like, obviously I know that's going to cause damage. But, like, there's different levels of hitting in the head with a hammer. Yeah, there there's is. There's, like, whacking you and causing some damage and you could die from because your skull split open. And then there's making a fucking hole in your head. Yeah. With a hammer. Yeah. That you could fit a bottle in. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was at that stage. (laughs) (laughs) 
He was that level of crazy? Yeah. Ugh. So he also started to leave their bodies in the open to be discovered rather than trying to hide them in the sewers. Mm. And by 2003, locals were like, all right, for sure there's a serial killer out here. He's got a mark. Yeah, he's got like a calling card. And also there's been like fucking 50 people going missing or found murdered in this park, in Bitsa Park. Stop going to that park. Yeah. By 2006, there were 50 people found. Whoa. They nicknamed him the Bitsa Beast. (laughs) In June 2006, he murdered a woman named Marina Moskalova. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Who he worked with at a supermarket. Oh, shit. Someone he knew. Yeah. She had left a note for her son saying that she was going to take a walk with Alexander. Uh-huh. And then her body was found in Bitsa Park with her head beaten in with a hammer. And <sighs> she had a metro ticket on her body. And police checked surveillance tapes and saw her at the Moscow metro system walking with Alexander just hours before her murder. Oh, my God. According to his coworkers, he was quiet and strange, but he didn't seem dangerous. Yeah, murderous. Yeah, but he got Marina to go for a walk with him by asking her if she would like to see his dog's grave in the woods. What the fuck? Yeah. That's a hard no, That's Alexander. a hard no. Yeah. And apparently that weirded her out enough for her to leave the note for her son to be like, hey, this is where I'm going to go. This is who I'm going to be with. Oh, man. But Just I don't know, man. No. <laughs> if, I, if I thought some guy was strange and quiet and he was like, you want to go see my dog's grave in the woods <laughs> where there's been a serial killer i'd be like nah i'm cool i'm gonna, I'm gonna wait this one out <laughs> i'm gonna just go ahead and not do that i know but maybe like what if she was in a situation where they were alone and she felt scared to say no like then he would do something then and so she was like maybe if i go on this walk i'll have a chance to run or some shit i don't know a dog's grave would be really a hard thing to get me to go to the woods for. if you hard were so. like yeah if you were like hey there's a pit of puppies out in the woods. Do you want to go see it? I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's go. But if you're like, <laughs> there's a dog's grave, I'd be like, gross, you creep. I don't want to see that. But on the same token, if I were to say, hey, Aaron, there's a dead body in the woods. You want to go poke it with a stick? Mm, that's true. You would be there in a second. I you would. would be in front of me like, yeah, I've seen it for this last week and I've been poking it every day. <laughs> <laughs> no one's called 911 because I've been the only one here. <laughs> I don't call 911. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's true. That's true. But so that's maybe you. she was just into poking puppies with sticks. If, like, a dude popped out of the bushes and was like, a kid, want to see a dead body? I'd be like, no. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but what if it was, like, your coworker at work? Like Dylan? Yeah. If Dylan was like, you want to go see a dead yes. body? And then, I would go. And there was it, a known serial killer in the area. I would go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would go. God damn it. I'd be murdered. <laughs> Dylan, here's your, here's your chance. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, don't guess, kill her, though. I love her. <laughs> I guess I can see that angle. <laughs> Not as weird now that she agreed. But a dog's grave still. Like, what are you yeah. going to look at? A little cross? And Maybe like, it was like okay. the sympathy route, you know? Like yeah, like, like, oh, I really miss my dog. Will you come with me? I want to go lay flowers on her grave or some shit. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> dead body would get me more than a dead dog. It really would. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> on that note, 
He was arrested on June 16th in 2006. And in his home, police found a chessboard with (gasps) dates on 61 of its 64 squares. Oh, my God. Full circle. (gasps) Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. He was trying to kill as many people as squares on a chessboard. What the fuck? That is the weirdest (laughs) thing. Like, affinity I've ever heard. (laughs) I know. What was he going to do when he got them all? Actually, he later said that had he not been caught, he would have just kept going. Like, he wouldn't have stopped. Like, got another board? Probably. Start dating the pieces? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) so weird. Yeah. But that's how chess ties into it. (laughs) (laughs) That is so weird. And despite having dates on the board to help, the police were only able to link him to 51 attacks. So he had 61 dates filled out on this board. Yeah. And they were only able to link him to 51 attacks. Oh, shit. There were 48 murders and three attempted murders. So three people lived uh, from how? having their head bashed in or whatever. How? I'm assuming maybe it was in the beginning. Like and then people they just, that, like, didn't remember? <laughs> I don't know. I guess. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you get fucking head injuries, you probably wouldn't remember. Whoa. But, like, people that got thrown into the sewer or something, because I said some of them drowned. They didn't actually die from getting <gasps> hit. So maybe some of those people were the ones that lived. Like, crawled out? Yeah. Like, it. Oh, my God. It was not specific victim specific at all yeah which i'm kind of thankful for because i don't know how many times i would want to hear about someone getting bashed in the head with a hammer then thrown in poop and thrown in poop but also it's kind of frustrating because like oh yeah by the way three people lived like what happened to them i want to know more (laughs) yeah like and did they fucking crawl out of the woods like hey man little help yeah watch out for fucking alexander over there yeah oh it was this guy that one right there it's playing chess oh my god his confession was aired on TV, and in it, he talked about his need to kill. He said, for me, a life without murder is like a life without food for you. Uh, no. Yeah. You could, you could live without it, physically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could. <laughs> first of all. <laughs> first of all, you're wrong. <laughs> he asked the court to add 11 counts of murder to his charges because he thought that it would be unfair to forget about the other 11 people what and he reiterated like multiple times that he had killed 61 or 63 people his story kept changing oh okay he was convicted in october of 2007 he was found guilty of 49 counts of murder and three counts of attempted murder and he was sentenced to life in prison and the first 15 years would be spent in solitary confinement. Holy shit, 15 years? 15 years in solitary oh, confinement. That's fucking intense. That won't help at all. Oh my god, no. What, are you going to fucking put him in with a regular population after that? What the fuck? What year was this that he got sentenced? 2007. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Not that long so ago. So is he still in solitary confinement? Let me do some math. Yeah, he's still there. You said 15 years? Yeah. Yeah, so I guess he is still in solitary confinement. That's insane. That's crazy. That's like, you're not allowed to leave your cell except for like one hour a day or something. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Maybe it's for the better. (laughs) I don't feel sorry for him. No, it's just kind of like, whoa. He does have that issue with aggression. But like what you said, what are they going to do? They're just going to like put him back into fucking regular population after that like what he's not gonna handle that well no especially like considering how 
fucked up or socially inept he was before this. Yeah. 15 years with only seeing, like, a guard through a fucking glass wall. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, you're not going to be okay. Anyway. Well, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, goddamn. It's an interesting fucking story. Yeah. So, Russia, it's an interesting law you have there for 15 years fucking solitary confinement. Yeah. You're not fucking around. Yeah. Listen, Russia plays hard, but they work hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, are you ready for my story? I'm so ready, Stacy. So, my story today is brought to you by a listener. <gasps> Which one? My boss. Really? <laughs> well, actually, it's my boss's fiance. Ooh. So, this one comes from Katie and Chris. What's up, Katie and Chris? Chris is the one who remembered the story, and he was like, I guess, I don't know if he lived in Ventura at the time or lived around there or something, but he Ooh. remembers reading about it in the news and stuff. Yeah. And so he had told Katie, like, oh, you got to tell Stacy about this case and have them, like, look into it. Oh, my God. And then Katie sent me a link, and I was like, I'm all fucking do this one. So <laughs> thanks, guys, for the suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> this is the story of the murder of Sherry Daly. Okay, I'm ready. Can I just say first that I think it's fucking awesome that your boss listens? She's the best. She's probably one of our, like, most hardcore listeners. That's so funny. She's bought our merch. She's a Patreon. She's so fucking supportive. That's awesome. Not What's only, up, Katie? I know. Not only is she, like, the best boss, she's just, like, an awesome person in general. I haven't told, like, anyone that I work with because I'm like, I'll for sure get fired I'm if pretty, they find out my deep, know, dark right? secrets. <laughs> I'm actually really close with Katie, which is nice. Like, not only with work and stuff. Cause yeah. Can, it's nice to have a manager that you can go be honest with and be like, listen, I'm having a rough day. Yeah. Normally, I would be all over this project, but right now, I need fucking help. <laughs> right now, I just need five minutes in the scream box. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to rant and rave. Please take off your manager hat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you can put it back on. Let's go. Yeah, of course I'll do that. <laughs> I would love to. As per my email. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, so Sherry Daly. Okay. She was an attractive, blonde, young woman who lived in Ventura, California in the 90s. Okay. And she seemed to have everything. Ooh. She was outgoing and very friendly and kind, and people really liked her. And when she was in high school, she met the love of her life, Michael Daly. And supposedly it was love at first sight, and they quickly became high school sweethearts. Mm hmm And he was the only man that she had ever loved. Aww. And they moved in together. Right after high school and got married and they had two sons together. All right. Picture perfect. Yeah. On that note, yeah. although Sherry was very devoted to him, Michael wasn't as devoted to her. Oh, what an asshole. Yep. He's a dick. And he claimed to have felt trapped in his marriage and he started to have affairs with coworkers. Ew. Yeah. At a local Vons that he worked at. Oh, good. Which, for all of those who live out in that area, he worked at the Vons off of Rose Avenue in Oxnard. <laughs> oh, all right. I always like listing the like actual location if it's available, because when people do things on San Diego, I'm like, uh, are you fucking serious? I shop at that Vons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I've been there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, okay, so he was having affairs with his coworkers, and he wasn't really secretive about it. Ew. So everybody knew about them. <laughs> That's rude. Right? And, yeah. But I guess he was like a really charming man. And Sherry was so in love with him that even though she even knew about the affairs, she was willing to do what she had to do to like keep her marriage together and would overlook them. It's not the saddest thing you've ever heard. That is really sad. Right? So his first affair was with a Vons manager by the name of Sally, who he had a three-year affair with. Oh, my God. From 89 to 92. God. Later, Sally, the one he was having an affair with, said that Michael often talked about wanting to get out of his marriage, but that he couldn't 
afford a divorce or child support. Okay, so you're just going to stick it out? Yeah. Also, like, I get people think they're in love and shit and have affairs and all this crap. But, like, when you hear him talking bad about his current wife, so many red flags in that sentence, first of all. But ultimately, it's like, if he's talking bad about another woman, maybe you don't want that. Yeah. It's one of those, like, uh, if he's cheating with you, he's going to cheat on you. Yeah, yeah. Another one of his long-term affairs was with a coworker by the name of Diana Hahn, mm-hmm. which started in 1994. Okay. A little bit about Diana, because she's going to play a role in this. Okay. So Diana was born in 1961. When she was a child, a basketball backboard fell on her head and caused a severe brain injury. Oh, God. But she ended up making like a full recovery and everything, but she always had a history of dating married men suggesting that maybe she had difficulties growing too close to somebody or intimacy issues or something that could Mm -hmm. have stemmed from her brain injury. Just like in my case. Yeah, exactly. Where he had like a brain injury that caused fucking hostility. Right? Exactly. Well, how do we always end up doing this shit? Right? We're on the same wavelength. Always and forever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so in 1993, Diana began to work at the deli counter in the Vons that Michael worked at. Mm Mm-hmm. And she was 34 years old at the time and really quiet and it's kind of like people described her as a somewhat mousy person with very few friends. And she had an, a reputation of being interested in black magic. Ooh. Yes. And so she even told her coworkers that she was a witch. Oh. Like she wasn't quiet about it at all. And all of her coworkers were like, I mean, she was nice, but she was kind of different and kind of <laughs> quiet and weird. She was different. Yeah. All right. And Michael was like, hell yeah, I'm going to get in on that. I'm going to get that. Michael found this, like, intriguing, and he claimed to have had similar interests. Mm-hmm. Which I find so odd, because when they describe Diana and Michael, it's almost like Barbie and Ken. Yeah. You know, like, Michael's this charming yeah. man, good-looking guy, and then for him to find this, like, mousy, quiet, witch lady attractive. Yeah, that is weird. a little bit odd. But it's like every 90s romance. That's true. (laughs) Like the all-star quarterback guy falls for the quiet girl. That's true. And also, I should mention that both Diana and Michael were of Japanese descent, so maybe that had something to do with it, too. Oh, okay. Like, help them identify with each other? Yeah. Okay, so Diana and Michael had been having an affair for two years, and Michael would do nothing to hide it. And so that share. is so fucking disrespectful. It only gets worse. I mean, having an affair is disrespectful, but to like not care about even trying to hide it, like what, what a piece fuck? of shit. I know, and they both didn't care about trying to hide it. Like Diana didn't care about trying to hide it either. Gross. Get this shit. So the two of them, Michael and Diana, consider themselves soulmates, right? Mm. And for one of the holidays, Diana gifted Michael with a pillow with her face on it. That he's going to bring at his fucking home? He brought in his fucking home, and he insisted that they keep the pillow on the bed that he and Sherry would share together. What the fuck? That's fucking twisted. That is so awkward. And I'm sure she wasn't happy about it. Yeah, but also, like, who the like, fuck is this other woman in uh, our bed? Yeah, she knew who she was. Like, she knew that the, she worked at Vaughn's and that Michael was having an affair with her on him. On That's gross that's like rubbing it in her face exactly and diana knew what she was doing when she gave him that pillow like there was that intent of like put this on your bed and it's like i'm sleeping there you know like what the fuck first of all creepy fucking gift (laughs) super creepy it's my face (laughs) you can hold it at night yeah 
great. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not even, like, of them together. It was just, like, her picture. That's gross. Yeah. As the affair continued, Michael began to grow resentful of Sherry and would treat her terribly as if he wasn't already. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the difference? But he would start, like, verbally abusing her and call her, like, a fat cow and shit because... I know. She, I guess, you know, like, she used to be really thin and whatever, and then she had two kids and had some baby weight, and so that's what he would, like, make fun of her for. What a hot pile of shit this guy is. Right? In all of her pictures, she was like a very beautiful woman like there was nothing wrong with her he was a dick that's so sad so obviously he could have cared less about hurting her feelings and he never treated her with respect Mm -hmm. and even through all of this sherry continued to fight for her marriage that's sad i know at one point in 1995 sherry even confronted diana in the parking lot of the vons that they worked at And Sherry goes up to Diana and says to her, like, you need to leave my family alone. And the only way that you're ever going to have Michael and my boys would be over my dead body. Well, Mm. that's foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. So Sherry goes and makes the scene and she thinks like, okay, I'm doing good. I'm going to get my family back. That lady's going to stay away. Yeah, because nobody actually thinks that you're going to like call your bluff and kill you. Yeah, right. Well, instead of this pushing Diana away... Michael decides, like, I need to move out of the house that I share with my wife, and instead I'm going to go live in an apartment with Diana. Well, good. Yeah. Because honestly, you're a piece of shit. Get the fuck out of here. Well, this isn't what... Michael doesn't tell Sherry, like, I'm going to go live with Diana. He says, I need to get out of the house, and I'm going to get my own apartment so I can think about our marriage, and I need just, like, a little breathing room, and let's reassess this situation, because we're both not happy right now, right? Okay, so he's keeping all of his fucking eggs in all of his baskets. Exactly. And he thinks he's really slick. Yeah. But Sherry quickly finds out that he's living with Diana... Because Michael would go pick up the kids and take them to the apartment where Diana would be. And she would act like their mom and they would have like this whole little family thing. Like pretend to be a little family. Yeah. And the kids would come back to Sherry's and like would talk about Diana being there. That's fucking horrifying. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Like I know it's already hard enough when you have like a step parent involved or whatever. And it has to be hard as a mom to let another kid mother your kids. Another mother. Yeah. And I know it's a certain point, if everybody has a good relationship, you're thankful for it, right? Like, I'm glad that my yeah. kids have another positive role model. Oh, but fuck that. If it was like a mistress or some shit. Oh, Yeah, man. if you're still married and someone else is trying to do that, that's some fucking... Oh, no. That's not a good role model. And also this lady is like, oh, I'm into fucking black magic and witchcraft and like maybe not the best And only married men the fuck that's not a good role model okay so here we go it turns out that michael wasn't just lying to sherry he was also keeping secrets from diana Mm -hmm. because he had a problem with drugs he would do drugs regularly and he would hire prostitutes without either of the women's knowledge well once michael moved out of the house with sherry and she found out that he was living with diana Mm -hmm. sherry was like fuck that shit just like we said and she was like i'm gonna win michael back And I'm going to do that by losing a bunch of weight and changing my appearance and, like, getting all hot again, right? First of all, get it, girl. Yeah. Get that revenge bod. Yeah. But also don't do it for him. Yeah, do it for you, boo-boo. Yeah, (laughs) and for another man who deserves you because this guy is a piece of shit. That's fucking right. Well, after all of this happens and she loses the weight, Michael all of a sudden shows back up and moves in with Sherry. Ew. And so she's like, yes, I've won this war. I've got my happy little family back. 
But really, the reason that Michael had moved back in with her was because he couldn't afford to pay for a house and an apartment and all the drugs and hookers and shit, so he had to move back in with her. Yeah, well, if he can't afford fucking child support and a divorce, how's he supposed to afford two houses and... Exactly! Or two rents, at least, and fucking fucking hookers. Hookers are expensive. Hookers are so expensive. And (laughs) I guess... just budget that in with the gas. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he would get, like, a Groupon deal or something. (laughs) But anyway, so I guess when they had first moved out, Michael and Diana, Diana was still living at home with her mom. Mm -hmm. And so when he left to go move back in with Sherry, Diana literally had to go move back in with her mother. Oh, that's sad. She's, like, 34 or something. Didn't I say that? Yeah. Yeah, you did. That's crazy. So anyway... So here, Michael and Sherry are living together, and Sherry thinks that she got her husband back and that he's no longer seeing Diana, but really he still is behind her back. Yeah. Obviously, because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And Diana starts to get pissed and doesn't want to be kept a secret anymore or share Michael with Sherry, so she starts making Michael's life really difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to leave her and make a decision, whatever, right? Which, honestly, he should make a decision. Yes, Fuck he should. One or the other, because he's stringing along both ladies. Yeah, what the fuck? So as the tensions start to rise between this, like, little triangle, Michael again began to verbally abuse Sherry and treat her poorly. Mm-hmm. But life kind of just continued on per usual in their house, like, as they were living before he moved out and everything, even though he was treating her bad and everything, she was still trying to save her marriage. Yeah. Until May 6th in 1996, Michael Daly arrives at his son's school because he got a call that no one was there to pick them up, and he was surprised because Sherry usually would pick them up. Yeah. So he goes home, and he expects to find Sherry at home because she owns a residential daycare facility, and he gets there, and she's nowhere to be found. And so after a few hours of not hearing from Sherry, Michael decides that it's time to call the police to report her missing. Mm-hmm. And he tells police that Sherry dropped the kids off at school that morning and hasn't been seen or heard from since. Okay. And the Was po- she supposed to work that day? Like, were people like, hello, daycare, are you open? There had to have been more than one person working at her daycare. Yeah. So maybe she had, like, a coworker, and the coworker just let herself in, or she had been there in the beginning and was like oh, I'll be right back. Like, I need to run to the store or something. And yeah. And the coworker was like, I don't know. She just never came back. Because there's no way you would leave all those kids there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the parents would just, like, not drop their kid off. Like, oh, I guess it's closed today. Yeah. And daycare starts before 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And she dropped her kids off. So maybe it was like... Well, some daycares she- run, like, a... They, they'll take your kids to school and stuff. Because, like, That's if you true. have to go to school or if you have to go to work before your kid goes to school. Yeah. They'll run them around. Yeah. So I don't know the exact scenario, but there had to have been a second person there. That would make sense. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, Michael calls the police and the police tell Michael, you have to wait 72 hours before you can file a missing persons report on an adult. Oh my God. And the parents of the children of the daycare, they soon learn that she's missing and they're like, fuck that. We're not going to wait 72 hours. Let's go search for her. Yeah. Ventura's small enough. We can find her. Yeah. So thank God for these parents. Because they start driving around the city, and they find Sherry's van at a local Target parking lot. Oh, shit. Yes. And they found the items she bought at Target were still inside the van, along with her keys, which were left in the ignition. What? And her ID, which was attached to her keys. So, like, her identification was still in the car and shit. Yeah. So, obviously, this sets off some red red flags. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And, you know, everybody calls the police, and the police are like, okay, we should probably investigate this immediately. She's not just, like, uh, off doing something. 
obviously something happened. She left her fucking life here in the van. Yeah. We're not going to wait 72 hours. That's suspicious. Yes. As fuck. So the police start asking around to Sherry's family if she would have had any reason to flee or disappear. And everyone was like, no, she had every reason to stay to care for her children and the daycare. And she was like really loved in the community. Yeah. Even though she had like a bad husband and everything, she wouldn't leave all of this just because of him. And she was fighting for him actively. So yeah, it doesn't make any sense. She, that she wanted him to stay. Yeah, exactly. So Michael starts telling people close to him that he thinks that she'd been kidnapped just like for no reason. Like his theory is like, oh, somebody came and snatched her. Mm-hmm. And so the police are like, let's review the security camera at Target to see, like, what happened when this all went down. Yeah. So they confirm that Sherry had gone shopping that morning, and the video shows her at the cash register and then shows her leaving the Target. And other shoppers that were at the Target that morning start to call the police, and they report some suspicious activity that they had noticed that morning. Like in the store? Well, they were in the parking lot. And one witness claims that she saw a woman sitting in her car with an obvious blonde wig on and thick, almost like theater-like makeup on her face. What? And it was clear that the person was wearing a disguise. What? And it was enough to make her do a double take because she was like, what the fuck is that? Ah! <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she glanced back and saw that the license plate on the car had appeared to have been altered in some way. Okay. Which I don't know what that means. Like, maybe piece of paper over the license plate? Maybe, but she was like, uh, that's fucking weird. I'm gonna keep note of that in my brain. It's like we all do when you hear, like, a gunshot and you're like, what time was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll be exhibit A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because that's not really enough to, like, report. Yeah, you're just like, what the fuck is going on over there? So another witness says that they saw a blue Nissan Altima in that parking lot and that the Altima pulled up to Sherry as she was getting into her car and parked behind her to kind of like park her in and the woman was wearing a blonde wig and she got out of the Nissan and she went up to Sherry and says something to her Mm -hmm. and Sherry stepped out of the van willingly turned around and put her hands behind her back and the blonde wig lady handcuffed Sherry and put her in the back of the Nissan and drove off what? holy shit what? right? what? right? If someone was like, come with me, I'd be like, uh-uh. one moment, let me just turn around ah, and run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then just like lock all your doors <laughs> and just yeah. sit there until they move. Yeah. Or I, I mean, I would just fucking take off. Like, take my car. I don't give a shit about that. Oh, but, you mean like run out? Yeah, run I would away. run away. Like, yeah. I would get out of the car and then be like, turn around, put your hands behind your back. I would like turn around and then like fucking dodge behind another car. <laughs> like, like, no. And do the like thing running away from a kid running away from their mom, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. going to uh, this side of the car. Uh, now I'm going to that side of the car. Yeah. What are you going to do? Psych. Yeah. Okay, so a few of the witnesses come forward with the exact same observation, and each witness thought that the lady in the blonde wig was a police officer making an arrest. What? Right? So she was in a big enough disguise that people literally thought that this was a legit thing. So even though some people even had Even though she re- wasn't in a cop car, and she didn't have a uniform, and she was clearly in a disguise. Right? Well... I'll tell you a little more about this later, but she was kind of in, like, an official pantsuit. <laughs> oh. So, I mean, suit, you say. nothing else says police officer like a pantsuit, I don't know. Yeah, especially does. a police officer in disguise. Like, when is a police officer ever in disguise? When they're playing a hooker? <laughs> or apparently a presidential candidate? <laughs> Driving a Nissan Altima. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. But everybody was like, you know, we thought it was kind of weird, but we also thought it was somebody being arrested. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, I wouldn't call the cops, but we know that about me. So, yeah. I don't know that I would have either if I thought somebody was being arrested or if there wasn't a struggle or anything or the person just got in. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. So everybody thinks that this was like an official arrest or whatever. Yeah. But they're calling in to tell the police like, hey, FYI, this is what I saw. I think you guys arrested her. And the police are like, "Mm, nope, that wasn't us. That's fucking weird. So instantly they knew that this was an abduction case and that she didn't run away or whatever. (gasps) Which Michael was saying that he thought that she was abducted. Is it because he had previous knowledge that she had been abducted? Probably. What? It sounds like a dick, right? Yeah. Sounds like something a dick would do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he does sound rather dickish. (laughs) So the police are like, okay, fuck, we need to act fast because we don't want anything really, really bad to have happened to her or to happen to her. Yeah. And this is like the same day, right? Mm -hmm. So the next morning, her kids and her husband, Michael, go searching for Sherry. And oh, good. The Mike, husband's involved. Yes. And Michael does, like, some media appearances, and he pleads for people to help him find Sherry. Mm-hmm. So friends and family form search groups, and they start passing out flyers, and they search all over Ventura for her. And police start looking for potential suspects. Mm-hmm. And they start to look at Michael, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they quickly learn about Michael's infidelity and addiction to drugs, along with his affair with diana Hahn, so they're like this guy's a little fishy looking yeah we need to talk to him a little more and as the investigation starts to unfold michael's behavior began to look more and more suspicious because he never really helped participate in any searches like he went out to the one and was like oh my god everybody come help me search but then he kind of like died out and stopped doing that yeah and instead he would go spend time with diana uh yeah yeah it's like fucking how to not get caught In a murder 101. Yeah. Look fucking concerned. (laughs) Yeah. And the couple would be seen having lunch together. And there was even an account where they were trying to buy new jet skis. What the fuck? They were shopping for jet skis while his wife was fucking missing. He can't afford, like, hookers and cocaine. I know, right? He can't afford fucking his lifestyle. How are you going to afford jet skis? Anyway, so it was clear that he didn't really have much interest in the investigation. And so the investigators were like, you know who we should talk to? This Diana chick. Maybe yeah. she knows something. Solid police work. Yes. <laughs> you know what I think? I got a hunch. <laughs> I got a hunch that this guy's girlfriend <laughs> might know some shit. And so they go and they knock on Diana's door and she answers it and she's in lingerie. <gasps> and Michael comes out of the back room and it's like clear that they were in the middle of doing some shit. Mm-hmm. And so the police were like, yo, go get dressed. We need to talk to you, and you need to come down to the station for some questioning. Mm-hmm. And to both like, of them? Yeah. Or just her? To okay. both of them. And so while they're at the station, Diana claims that that morning that Sherry went missing, she woke up and she went on a bike ride from her house to Surfer's Knoll in, in Ventura. And she went there to sunbathe, and then she went home. And the bike ride that she had mapped out was like a really long one, and that the police kind of assumed that this was an attempt to make it hard for her to have an alibi for the day yeah because how the fuck are you gonna validate if she went on a bike ride or not like no one was around it was a long ass bike ride and it counts for a good chunk of her day and you don't have cell phones to be like and then she pinged off this tower by that lake exactly exactly so while the police were interviewing diana and she's giving them the story 
they get a call from one of her co-workers from the Vons, and they tip off the police to check Diana's forehead because that morning she had come into work with suspicious scratches on her forehead and on her face, and it kind of looked like she had been in a fight or something. What? And this is the same morning that Sherry went missing. What? So the detectives are like, hey, move your bangs. What's going on behind your bangs kind of thing. Yeah. And so she moves her hair, and they find two distinct scratches on her forehead. And they're like, how the fuck did you get those scratches? And Diana was like, oh, you know, when I went on that bike ride, I fell off my bike because some guys whistled at me as I rode by, and it distracted me, and I fell. Mm -hmm. And the police were like, sure, Diana. (laughs) Likely story. Yeah. I'm just so attractive that I fell. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I lost my balance. (laughs) And I scratched only my forehead somehow. I landed on it. (laughs) Didn't bruise, though. (laughs) Just two scratches. And so the police can't arrest Michael or Diana or anything because they don't have enough to arrest them. But yeah, they're it's all like circumstantial. Yeah, but they're like, yo, you just became a prime suspect in Sherry's disappearance. Mm-hmm. They probably didn't tell her that, but, you know, we're yeah. on to you, buddy. They were like, don't leave the town. Yeah, stay close by in case we need more answers. Yeah. <laughs> Diana would speak with her coworkers about how in love she was with Michael and would talk of all the great lengths that she would go through to make Michael happy. Oh, uh, like killing his wife? Mm, maybe. And in late April, she made mention to a co-worker about performing a black magic human sacrifice to celebrate the birthday of a male friend. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I feel like if I was that co-worker, I would have dug, like, oh my god, you would do anything really? for him? I would do anything for my husband. Like, I would do his laundry. I would kill a person. Mm-hmm. No? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you can take that bait. <laughs> it sounds kind of like this lady was so outlandish that no one took anything seriously that she said they were just like she's fucking weird yeah but all right i don't know if someone sacrifice sure whatever go away if someone went missing yeah and it was her boyfriend's wife yeah and she was like i would do anything well this was before she went missing this was in april oh oh oh, so this lady's recounting now that she's like sherry's missing yeah she's like oh hold up that was weird. Yeah. I had a conversation about a month ago, and she okay. was like, I'm going to do this human sacrifice for a male friend of mine, and I'm going to see. Do I thought it. this was after. Yeah. I was like, I would have been suspicious AF and been like, excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry. How far would you go for a Klondike bar? Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> would you murder for a Klondike bar? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this coworker was like, yo, she said she was going to perform some black magic human sacrifice to celebrate the birthday of a male, and that that male friend had already picked out his victim. Oh, God. Yes. I also would have had questions about that. If my coworker was like, we're going to do a human sacrifice, I'd be like, like, human? Yeah. Like, like really? Like, really? Like, murder a person? Yeah. Are you sure? Because you're going to go to jail. I don't think that's a good idea, and why are you telling me? Yeah. <laughs> You're already bad at this. Yeah, these are all the wrong steps to take. Now, these coworkers were shitty coworkers for the story. <laughs> I guess. Okay, but wait. Sherry went missing at the beginning of May. And May is that fucking Beltane oh, holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beginning of May. Which and there we, were witches. I, exactly. Like, these keep popping. This fucking holiday keeps popping up in our story about human sacrifices, even though it's not supposed to be associated with human sacrifices. Well, according to the Wiccans. But yeah. But not according to Satanism and fucking witches, apparently. Yeah, evidently. So, just to know, the holiday was at the beginning of May. She went missing on, like, May 6th or whatever. And then Michael's birthday was the end of May. Mmm. So, coinkydink? Maybe. Perhaps a doodle. 
<laughs> Evidently, Michael also openly talked to coworkers about how he hated Sherry and wished that she were gone. Uh, again, this these are like before times. Yep, exactly. Like people recounting stories that he had said to them now that she's missing. Yeah. He wishes that she were gone and he would make comments about how if she disappeared and no one ever found the body that no one would ever be prosecuted, right? What? What? Who the fuck says this to people? Yeah. He'd also talk about how desperate he was to get out of the marriage but couldn't afford the divorce and it would be better if Sherry just disappeared. Uh, I, you're suspicious as fuck, dude. I don't trust anyone enough to say anything like that no, to them. No. Let alone my coworkers. You're also not a murderer, though. That's so true. there's that. Yeah, I have a little bit more common sense. Yeah. Also, I don't think divorces are that expensive. No. I mean, even if they are, it's better than murder and spending your life in fucking prison. Yeah. But Jesus. you work at Vons. It's not like you're going to be, like, fucking loaded down in alimony or something. Yeah, exactly. Like... Shit, she might make more money than you at the fucking daycare. Exactly. Anyway, Michael also had a coworker who was going through an expensive divorce at the time, and he would always joke with his friend and tell him that it just would have been cheaper if he had just paid someone to kill his wife. God, Michael said this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was the guy like, yeah, but I mean, she's still a human, yeah, so. Yeah, I still have love for her somewhere in my heart. I don't want to kill another person. Jesus Christ. What a fucking insane person. <sighs> Seriously. So the police are starting to get wind of all this. And they're like, God damn it. We need some sort of evidence so that we can, like, arrest this guy. Yeah, because Michael actually wasn't really too wrong. If they don't have a body, it's yeah. hard to prosecute. Exactly. Prosecute. Prosecute. <laughs> exactly. So they're kind of like, you know, digging and digging. And then a break happens. When a blue-green Nissan Altima that Sherry was abducted in was discovered at the local airport. What? So they found the fucking car. Ooh. All right. Go on. Uh-huh. A rental contract was found for that same car, which had Diana Hahn's name all over it and her signature and her initials <gasps> and everything. So that breezy rented that car. Okay. That's so, a not good way to get a car. No. On the down no. low. No. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah tied right back to you yeah michael at the same time files for a legal separation from sherry and he decides to start giving away sherry's belongings like as the investigation is still going on like they haven't not found your wife yet or yeah. they haven't found her they haven't declared her dead or anything exactly yet. no like no she's just still missing and he's like i'm gonna have a legal separation how long has it been not that long less than a month ew yeah and a legal separation mm -hmm. what the fuck and, by the way, giving away all of her fucking belongings and shit. Yeah. What the hell? So the police find the car, right? And they run forensics on it. And they find blood all over it. Oh, no. It was clear that a struggle happened in this car. Oh, no. It looked like someone had tried to clean the carpets and scrub the car clean, but many spots were missed. Like, straight up, just blood smears. What? We're like on, you know, by where you pull the lever up to scoot the seat back and forth yeah, or whatever. Yeah. There's just like a smear right there. What the like fuck? They didn't even wipe that part up. It wasn't even hard to find all this shit. So now the police are able to request search warrants for both Michael and Diana's home. 
mm-hmm. and the pair are brought in for interrogation because now they're linked to some suspicious activity. Yeah. Well, her car was used in a fucking abduction. Right? That had blood all the fuck over it. Yeah. So Michael kept trying to turn the interview around the entire time they were investigating him or like interrogating him. Turn it around on who? The cops? Yeah. Because he was like trying to figure out what they knew and what they didn't know. Oh. And it was clear to them that that's what he was doing. Yeah. Diana, on the other hand, was a hot fucking mess during the interrogation. <laughs> and the investigators tell Diana that Michael has outed her. Oh, okay. That like, hey, he says that you did this. Yeah. You hurt her. So you might as well just come clean and tell us what happened. But he didn't though, right? No, he didn't. This what? was like their interrogation tactic, right? Yeah. So Diana starts to go fucking ballistic and just keeps saying like, I want to talk to Michael. Of course. And they allow it. What? Well, they're recording, right? Yeah. Okay. Because they think that like they're going to get together in this room and like confess basically. So they put Michael in the room with her and somehow he manages to calm her down without admitting any guilt or anything or revealing like anything incriminating and all of the investigation and their interrogation efforts or whatever just went down the drain like the investigator was like it was eight hours of interrogating to make her break and then in like five minutes the dude basically calmed her down and like shut it all down and he didn't say anything that they could use what he was just like you're okay there's nothing wrong you didn't do anything wrong they can't arrest you if you didn't do anything wrong you know like saying stuff that oh my god yeah and that's gotta be a fucking fucking so frustrating yeah the investigator was like i've never seen anything like it even though diana doesn't admit to anything in this police interrogation or whatever, they have enough evidence that they can arrest her, but Michael gets to walk free. Oh, my God. So at least she gets arrested, right? Yeah. But also, I feel like I would arrest him if he's still, like, standing by her because if my wife went missing and then they found the car that she was abducted in and there was blood all over it and then it happened to be rented to the person that I was dating, I'd be like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. If I wasn't. Instead of like, let me go calm you down. Exactly. Yeah. If I was in on it, though, I'd be like, no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. They don't have anything. Yeah. All they have is all of her blood. Yeah. (laughs) With your name linked to it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So the police find more, though. They find a check filled out by Diana that was written to a local wig store. And when the police interview the store owner, she distinctly remembers that Diana had come in to buy the wig. And she was asking for a wig that made her look like a police officer like made her look official really hmm so that stood out that's interesting they also found another check signed by diana for the purchase of an official looking pantsuit (laughs) which is (laughs) where that came in Uh similar to what a cop would wear along with some windproof matches lighter fluid a hatchet crazy glue and large plastic bags aka breezy bought a fucking murder kit on a check Oh, the 90s. Oh, the 90s. Where you literally sign your signature. Like, what the... Yeah, you can't even be like, someone stole my card. Exactly. Why was there super glue? I don't know. I don't like that where my head goes with it. I know. Actually, that part isn't explained, but I read that and I was like, oh my god, I can only fucking imagine. I don't like that. Nope. Not that I like any of it, but... Nope, but that's... Yeah. Super glue and plastic bags... Not cool. Nope. Nope. So she also bought an official-looking police badge along with some poster board, which was later determined that she'd used it to alter the license plate on the rental car. Oh. So maybe you were right that they covered it up, or maybe she, like, covered up some of the letters to look like different letters or something. Yeah. I don't fucking know how you alter that, but... So did Sherry honestly think she was getting arrested? We'll get into that in a minute. Okay. Okay. We're almost there. 
Everything that Diana had signed for was done so in a green ink pen that she just happened to fucking have on her when she got arrested. Okay, so it wasn't even like, oh, someone else fucking stole my checkbook. No, it was like, fuck. This is my special pen that I sign all of my checks with, especially <laughs> my murder checks. And it's green. Like, come on, man. Don't write checks your ass can't cash. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was writing checks because she didn't have money, so that she was, like, trying to do it before they bounced or something. They never said they bounced. But. I think that it was just the 90s. I think so. Like, I remember my mom carrying a checkbook. Oh, yeah. I know. Different days. Yep. Okay, so on June 1st, a month after Sherry went missing, her body was found in a canyon outside of Ventura, 12 <gasps> miles from where she was abducted. Oh, no. I knew... So she was found off of a county road off California Highway 33 next to a steep ravine. And I guess a group of searchers who were searching for her had parked her car and got out to go look for her. And they noticed an awful smell. Oh, no. I know. And one of the searchers used a rope to propel down the ravine and found Sherry's skeletal remains. Oh, God. First of all, fucking balls on that person to be like, what's that smell? Hold this rope. They weren't just kind of searching. They were searching. I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And so her body had been so decomposed that dental records had to be used to identify her. Oh, my God. It was really obvious from her remains that her death was horrible. The autopsy revealed that she had been beaten and stabbed several times with a knife in her face, neck, and chest. (gasps) And she was nearly decapitated Ugh. with a fucking axe. Oh my god. Holy shit. The viciousness of the murder showed the level of animosity and hatred Diana had over Sherry. Because fucking Diana did it. What the fuck? Right? And Diana ends up getting charged with kidnapping and murdering Sherry. Yeah. Obviously. But Michael was still free. Okay. I mean, it was obvious that he had been manipulating Diana to do his dirty work for him. Yeah. But they didn't have anything to, like, be able to book him for right off the bat. Yeah. So a former girlfriend of Michael comes forward, and she says that when they were dating, he had often talked about wanting to kill his wife and would fantasize about getting away with murder. And he even asked her if she thought that she could kill someone because he was basically soliciting his girlfriends to kill (gasps) Sherry. What the fuck? Right? This and guy, that's why this, like, guy who we didn't think would go for this type of girl went for this type of girl? Exactly. Because she was quiet. She was fucking into witchcraft and human sacrifices and He's shit. like, she'd kill someone for me. Do all you I have think... to do is bone her for a couple years? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's all I have to do? Do you think he had, like, beer-flavored nipples or some shit? Like... He must have. Yeah. Magical... He had some dong. sort of... <laughs> <laughs> magical dong. Oh, my God. When the police had actually gone and, like, searched his home earlier... They had found a letter from Sherry days before she died telling him that he needed to start rehab for his drug addiction on Monday or she was filing for divorce. (gasps) And Monday was the day that Sherry went missing, a.k.a. got murdered. Oh, my God. So the police believe that this is what caused Michael and Diana to have to rush to execute their plans because it's like they'd always talked about it. She's like, oh, I'm going to do this for your birthday and for this, like, fucking... Beltane Festival or whatever, Human Sacrifice Day. But nothing was ever forcing them to do it until Sherry was like, listen, we're getting a divorce. I'm over all this shit. Yeah, because if she would have filed for divorce, that's like number one thing that he didn't want. Exactly. So, Oh my God, she was so close to getting out. Don't fucking threaten it. Just go. No, I know. 
So Michael finally gets arrested, and he's charged with killing his wife six months after her murder. It took them six months God. to be able to get enough shit Damn, to arrest that him. sucks. Diana and Michael, they were tried separately, and the police theorize, because no one knows exactly why the fuck Sherry got in the car with Diana. Yeah. Because all the eyewitnesses are like, yo, she was clearly in a disguise. Yeah. And you would think Sherry would recognize Diana. Yeah. So. But you said she had, like, fucking costume makeup on? Yeah. So maybe she didn't, but still, why would... Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm I'd be like, where's your song. cop car? Yeah, that's kind of weird. Do you even have, like, the little fake lights that you put out on, yeah. like, unmarked <laughs> cars, you know? That, like, one blue flashing light? Yeah. <laughs> so the police theorized that morning that Sherry was murdered, Diana wore her disguise and sat in the Target parking lot for at least 30 to 40 minutes before approaching Sherry. God damn. They think that Diana walked up to Sherry and told her that they've arrested her husband for drug possession and they found drugs in her home and that she too was being arrested and that's why sherry went willingly like she didn't recognize that it was diana oh my god she really thought it was a police officer and the only way that she would have gotten in the car is because like supposedly we found drugs and you need to come with us and that's the thing where she's like yeah he does drugs it's possible i just found out and i was trying to get a divorce yeah let me come with you Oh my god, that's so sad. Prosecutors believe that a struggle started during the drive from the Target parking lot to Sherry's final resting place, which is about 15 to 20 minute drive. Mm-hmm. And so while they're struggling, Diana started stabbing at Sherry's face and neck and chest until Sherry stopped moving. What the fuck? And when they got to the remote location, Sherry appeared to be dead. And Diana removed the cuffs from Sherry's hand, like pulled her out of the car and removed the cuffs. And when she removed the cuffs, that's when Sherry attacked her, causing the scratches on Diana's face. What? Yeah. And that's when Diana grabbed the axe and <gasps> essentially beheaded Sherry, ultimately ending her life. What the fuck? Oh, uh, that's a terrible fucking scenario. No. Yeah. First of all, you know when we talk about all these, like, beheadings and shit? Yeah. And they're already stabbed or whatever. I always imagine that they're dead when it happens. Yeah. I can't imagine not being dead and then being beheaded. Oh, God. Sounds fucking terrible. And now Especially, I'm freaked out. Especially, like, you're all kinds of stabbed, and you're like, this is it. This is my fucking moment. I'm just going to take these cuffs off, and I'm going to pounce. Like, yeah. I'm going to fight it. for my life. Ugh. And then the person has an axe? Oh, my God. God, that's fucking awful. Ugh, it's terrible. It was found that Diana had called the dry cleaner shortly after the murder, asking how to clean blood out of the back of a car. She wasn't very smart. She wasn't. Really not. Really didn't try to cover her tracks at all, huh? No, 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 not at all. Actually, it sounds like this was a pretty easy murder to solve once they found the body. Once they started finding, like, little bits of evidence, like that car was a huge find, and then all of her, like, paper trails and shit, she wasn't good at the shit at all. I guess. I mean, which is good for us. Yeah, yeah. But whoa. So after a six-week trial, Diana was found guilty and given a life sentence without the possibility of parole. Good. Thank fuck. Michael's trial was six months later, like I said, and all of the evidence in his trial was circumstantial, but it was clear that he had instigated Sherry's murder and was well aware that Diana was planning on the murder because, here's one of like the most incriminating things, mm-hmm. phone records had shown that she had called him every fucking step of the way 
that she was like committing the murder while she was in the target parking lot she called him she called him at the actual murder location where the body was found oh my god at the car wash when she was trying to clean the blood out what the fuck again when she was at the hardware store trying to buy cleaning products to get the blood stains out so for him to say like oh i didn't know that she was gonna murder her was absolutely like ludicrous like yeah come on she literally called you along the way she talked to you every step of the way you're trying to tell me that she didn't tell you like dude i just fucking almost beheaded a lady yeah and also like you said in that interrogation room like the way he behaved was incriminating in itself by being like they can't get you for anything you're okay like yeah instead of being like whoa wait what <laughs> yeah you did what now yeah there was blood in a car that you rented exactly the jury found michael guilty of killing his wife and it, he was also sentenced to a life in prison without the possibility of parole good and that is the story of the murder of sherry dolly jesus holy shit that's fucking intense god damn that's a circus fire that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> intense get it God. Isn't that crazy? What is up with all these like human sacrifices? I don't know. Do you think they're still in love in prison? No. I don't think he ever cared for her. No, I think you're right. I think he used her. Yeah, it's what it sounds like. How and sad for her. Yeah, she should feel bad. I can't believe like you ever being so in love with somebody that you would do that. And then the brutality of the murder where she, she got fucking beheaded, man. Yeah, that's insane. Oh, that's heartbreaking. I don't think that i could emotionally care for a person enough to do that to another person that deep yeah yeah Yeah. like i absolutely love my husband but if he was like do this i'd be like you gotta go yeah like you're you're gonna need to find someone else yeah i can't do that i'll sever this tie real quick (laughs) oh my god oh you know what else i had heard that her two sons Mm -hmm. stand behind their father like they think their father is innocent and they don't believe that he had any part in their mother's murder oh that's rough that's crazy right that's rough this guy must be really fucking charming yeah yeah like you said he's the what fucking (laughs) jujitsu master of the mind (laughs) yeah he like can work that shit over the phone yeah (laughs) to his kids how old were his kids Roughly. I think they were like nine, you know, like nine and seven or somewhere around yeah. there. That's rough. Because yeah. if all you knew was your parents and then one of them ends up brutally murdered, technically Ugh. not by your dad's hand. Yeah. I mean. Can you excuse that and be like, oh, he had no idea? I don't know, man. I don't know. That's pretty rough. I don't know. I feel like I would believe a lot of the things that my dad told me. Yep. Though. I know. That's what's so scary. Yeah crazy shit that is insane yeah well goddamn. uh-huh there Thanks they for are sticking around everybody yep there they were there they went great there stories again <laughs> all right what can they do they can check out our website if they want to see pictures relating to our stories at isgdpodcast.com yeah i definitely want to see a picture of your guy because i don't fucking rico suave yeah how's <gasps> he how's he pulling down all this tang <laughs> <laughs> Has he reeling in on all this puss? I've seen seen pictures and I'm like, nope, doesn't do it for me. But I'm also not a chick in the 90s. Oh, yeah, that's different. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know what he looks like now, though. So also you guys can tweet at us or Facebook us or Instagram us at ISGD podcast. Yep. Or email us at ISGD podcast at gmail.com. That's right. Or you can snail mail us. 
mm-hmm. or pigeon post, <laughs> as one of our friends in the UK said. <laughs> uh, P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Woo-woo. Is that all? They can go fucking... Oh, yeah. Patreon and merch, yep. peeps. Yep. Check it out. Yeah. Patreon you can find on our website, and our merch is also on the website. Yeah. Check that shit out. Aaron added some shit. And, uh, Wait. Oh. Tabby emailed us her goddamn. <gasps> we got a goddamn? She, she gave us a It's a written goddamn. Ooh. But it's a pretty good one. All right. I read it, and I literally was, like, cracking up, because I feel like I was there <laughs> emotionally and physically. Ooh. <laughs> Well, tell me about it. She was talking about how she went to go buy some Mexican food the other day, and she was getting in her car, and she was situating her food and all that shit, so, like, she didn't have a little incident, kind of like what you had, where your taco shop fell all over over the goddamn floor. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, while she was trying to safely secure her food in her car, the driver door, like, slammed on her. Oh, no. And it hit her hand, and she broke a nail or some shit. Aw. And so, first of all, Ouch. Fuck, that sucks, but way to prioritize. (laughs) And then later that day, her nail was, like, bothering her or some shit because it's broken. Listen, I can't can't relate with the nail issue because I chew mine off, like, instantly. Yeah, yeah. You could. I can relate with the the break in the nail. That shit's annoying. (laughs) So she was dealing with that. And she's like, you know what? Let me just clip this motherfucker off so that I don't have to deal with this anymore. Yeah. Every time I imagine a broken nail, I just imagine it getting stuck in, like, the fucking worst blanket that you ever have that's, like, the fuzzies and, like, pulls little cotton strings. The one that you got from TJ? Yes. Yes. That, like, fucking serape. Is that what they're called? I don't even know. It was on the back of a donkey, and you're like, I'll take that one. Yeah. (laughs) That was painted like a zebra? Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Mexican zebra. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so she went to go clip it off, and then her fucking fingernail shot off into her eyeball. Into her eye? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. So that was her goddamn. And I don't know why I literally was, like, picturing it, and I was fucking emotionally invested in the story, and I was cracking up reading it. That's great. Poor Tabby. Also, that sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. At least the Mexican food was good, hopefully. Oh, hopefully. The silver lining. Yeah. Way to bring it. Yeah, you can still eat Mexican food with a broken nail. And a fucking missing eye. And an eye patch. (laughs) I wonder which eye it was because you're missing your left eye now from your fucking... Together we could make a whole person. Yes. Maybe. You guys could wear eye patches together in a taco shop. Oh my god. That's all I want in a friend. fucking long ass nails. Mine aren't that bad right now. No? You don't have any coke nails going? I have one. I look and as soon as they look white I'm like this motherfucker's coming off. All All right. On that note, we'll end it. (laughs) Deuces. Bye, guys. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from our friends over at Three Spooked Girls Podcast. Hey, guys. My name is Tara. And my name is Jessica. And together we co-host the podcast, Three Spooked Girls. If you love the paranormal or murder join us every monday as we tell our listeners about a new spooky tale or true crime case we'll have a special drink recipe each episode picked out by me for you to enjoy while we scare the hell out of you you can find us on apple podcasts podbean spotify stitcher or wherever the hell else you listen to podcasts come hang out with us and get your spooky on